What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast, episode number 41. Um, you, today, we got a special guest for you today. We got 90s basketball cards in the building, Jake Roy. Um, you got myself, Williams. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Ready to pick Jake's uh, brain here. Pick, pick, pick Jake's, uh, Jake's uh, penny brain. That's all I heard him kept yeah. saying when I, when I met <laughs> him at the National first time. The first thing that came out of his mouth was like, ah, oh, Josh picked up a penny that I wanted. Yep. Yeah, was, I got another one that he wanted, and uh, you know, so I got him back a little bit. But yeah, man, that that twenty four karat gold is one that's gonna uh, stick oh, in my dude. memory for a while. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so um, uh, you know, right off the top, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, the goal for for the show and you know why we bring on guests is just for growth, just for knowledge, just to spread the love and spread the word of what you know of, of, of some collectors in the hobby that have been doing it for a while um but uh you know obviously there's probably some people that watch and listen to this um that maybe never never seen you don't even know who you are so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are how long you've been in the hobby and what you do and and go from there for sure so uh thanks for having me on uh yes so i started collecting well okay so uh, Anybody who knows me really well, and my wife will tell you, uh, I love telling stories. So let me just preface it. When I wake up in the morning and tell her I had a dream, she's just like, oh boy, here we go. So <laughs> feel free to cut me off at any point. But so growing up in the 90s, my older brother was, uh, you know, he was a little bit dyslexic. So one of the things my parents did to try to help him learn how to read and, you know, get over that. It, they figured out that he really uh, enjoyed sports cards. So he collected baseball and football primarily. So I would go to shows with him as a kid and just, I was kind of around the hobby. Uh, but then I started to really get into it uh, right around 1995 because there was an Olympia sports, the, the sporting goods store that opened up near where I was staying with my grandparents for the summer. Uh, and every time you'd go into that shop, they would give you a pack of 95, 96 hoops so, you know, free pack, I would go in there as often as I could. I would get as many free packs as they would let me take with me. So uh, eventually they'd say, okay, kid, that, that's enough. You've had, you've had enough for the day. Can I get more tomorrow? Yes, you can. Okay, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, so that's really where I got my start is in 95. You know, so Jerry Stackhouse was a big guy. Uh, Penny was a big star. Jordan was back. You know, everything, everything that we love about the 90s was, was starting at that point, really. Um, you know, so like I said, you know, collecting Penny was my guy in the nineties going through, trying to get as many of his cards, you know, truly a completionist at heart. So I wanted a copy of every single Penny card that was produced. Um, obviously it's a little bit harder on a, on a, you know, little budget as a kid. Uh, so still trying to pick up a lot of those now, but so fast forward and, you know, going through high school, getting a lot more into sports, you know, trying to talk to girls wasn't terribly successful either one but uh so uh, a lot more of my time went into that but I would always pick up some boxes uh in the summer I'd always be trying to kind of check some more cards off on my list and all that type of stuff um so I was a little bit more successful probably with cards than than the other two I, uh, I wonder but, if that changes nowadays though I wonder if the thing is like yo girl I got all these penny cards you want to <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? you know, when i when i share with my wife some of the headlines about the card space she's like hey that's pretty cool but uh when i first was getting back into uh making content she was like what is this guy doing um yeah so so we're uh you know it's a little bit more cool to collect cards now than it was uh even two years ago but yeah so you know high school uh, a little bit of split uh attention college less funds, a little bit more going into partying, but still every summer for sure, I would go back and I'd find whatever was out there at retail. And I would grab a couple boxes, rip them. I was, you know, trying to find whatever I could find on eBay for like, you know, 98 Chrome and all the stuff that I remembered as a kid. Um, you know, so during the summer I'd, I'd rip some stuff, but I wasn't really very focused in my collecting. I was just kind of ripping because that's what I enjoyed doing as a kid and just, you know, hanging on to whatever I, I pulled from so, those. And what, what, what year are we talking here now back? Like if you're, if you're saying like, college. well, you asked me to date myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking like uh, early mid two thousands, right? Okay. He's, my, he's my, he's my age, man. Yeah, so okay, no, yeah, we're, 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 all, we're all in that same boat. We're yeah, all around yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah, okay, anyway, continue. Yep. So um, 
you know, I'm a big draft head. So keeping up with all the draft classes, I do that through cards. Uh, and then as I got older, uh, you know, graduating college, you know, life, all that type of stuff, you know, it starts to take a backseat, but I would always, again, keep grabbing retail. It would just slow down. And then my parents moved out of their house, my childhood home. And they're like, Hey, you got to get all your stuff out of here. So I'm like, all right, fine. So my brother and I make the pilgrimage back up. We're going through all of our stuff. And we're like, hey, you know what? This is really fun looking through all of our cards, you know. And I'm like, I want to fill in a lot of these gaps, uh, you know. And I've been picking up all these retail cards, you know, busting open these packs, pulling LeBrons and Steph Curry's. But I want the pennies, you know. So that's when I really started to get back in and, and take it a little bit more seriously again. Uh, and like I said, trying to fill in a lot of those gaps and also uh, re-acclimating myself because when you're just ripping packs and you I'm, I hold on to everything I mean I've got thousands and thousands of cards that I don't know what to do with um, but you know figuring out okay if I want to start selling some of these things and doing it, so really re-educating that part of uh, you know what I what I had lost over those few years uh, so got reacclimated into Facebook groups with the Penny Hardway groups uh, that Brian Wells started and then I started realizing I'm seeing a lot of these questions on the Facebook groups about stuff from the nineties pack odds. Is this more rare than that? Where did this come from? All that kind of stuff. And this was a lot of the information that I retained. Cause when I was a kid, you know, if I wasn't doing my homework or, or playing sports or stuff like that, I'd pour over the Beckett's uh, that we had in the nineties. And I go. love you know so i still have some of the old ones you know this is one of my favorite ones same, same, same man I, only, I have four i have four i got i got I gotta got. get more gotta know, get more I <laughs> well I, it, it was crazy because i just saw the new one that like was was is releasing and like they're, they're yep. still relevant like people it's just different Absolutely. content that's in it well right? the thing so. that i love going through those now is like the research uh mm. because there are details that are still captured in the beckett that'll tell you some of the stories behind the designs and some of the reasons for the themes of the cards that right. otherwise you're not going to get sometimes from just looking at them, you might miss stuff. I miss stuff sure. all the time. For sure. And that's the thing that I think is really still relevant about the Beckett. The prices are outdated as soon as they get printed. We know yeah. that that's not where we're going for pricing information, but the other information that's in Beckett's are still very relevant and very valuable. Interesting. Good to know. So everybody go out there and still go buy some Beckett's is what he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah just pump the brand you know just pump it we don't we don't work yeah. for nobody here yeah <laughs> not yet not yet <laughs> okay so so that that that, that be i'll let you continue your story but that being said um because that's you know when you collected and that's where you started so obviously grading world happens and you know in that time grading obviously takes a spike so in your eyes at this point does beckett still hold that like brand for you at, from a grading perspective now or have you now been like you know what i think psa passed them and i think that this you know what i mean like that yeah yeah everyone has you know opinion, it's funny right? i so. was just i was just catching up and because the episode you guys had with jeremy lee was a long one so i, I kind of chunk it out um yeah. and i was refreshing my memory of his conversation with you guys about the grading companies um so back so here, here's the way I look at it. If I'm getting something graded for my PC, my preference is still Beckett. I like the subgrades. I like the look of the slab. I like that it's got the sleeve inside for the protection of the card. Uh, if, it's, if it's something that's going to sit in my collection forever, but at the same time, I don't really care to have all my cards graded. So it's really, I'm very specific if I have a card in my collection that I want graded. I've got very specific parameters around why I want it graded and all that kind of stuff. But also with the Beckett slabs, one of the turns for me is anything eight and below gets that white paper flip. I hate the look of that. I do uh, as well. You know, I've seen some BVG and Frankie 3500 was educating me. The BVG flips, they have this bronze flip that you could have on like seven fives and some of the lower grade stuff. I don't know the rhyme or reason around, like if you have to ask for that specially. But he was explaining to me that those they start if they did that for all their stuff, I wouldn't care about the lower graded. You know, I would because right. that metallic looks good. Yeah, that white paper looks terrible. So yeah, well, I, 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 we just we, we just got the first one back, and like I, I, I again, and something that I just learned, and I didn't know this, and somebody that sends in cards, and that's what we primarily do, is mm -hmm. I didn't know that you know if you get your your score can't be higher than the half subgrade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it, 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 you, your card can be a nine five nine five nine five, and then a seven and a half, and you can't get past the eight. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, the game average. There's like... one extreme that you can get past that. So I saw one that was 10, 10, 10, and then an 8, 5. So they gave it a 9, 5. So they gave it one full grade bump from that lowest. That's the one exception that you'll see sometimes. Got you. But okay. it's very it's rare. Very yeah, rare. it's rare. <laughs> but fair yeah, enough, so, so that's kind of my my feeling is I like Beckett for my PC, but I've got very specific parameters around what I'm going to want graded for my PC. Yep. Anyway, yep. if it's something that I might move at some point in the future, uh, I'll go PSA just cause those, those right now are the, the, you know, the market King. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I start to think about, okay, where does this really fit in my PC? So if I have like, you know, I sent off a PC order or a PSA order, uh, with you know a LeBron tops rookie and a Jordan scoring Keynes and stuff like that that I'm holding but at some point in the future they're not penny cards I might move them and get into some penny cards so um, but then the other category that I have is like other stuff that might be a little more like experimental or I might just like look the like the look of it in a slab and I'll go SGC for that stuff so mm. kind of my personal hierarchy, I like the SGC, the look of the slab. I've got tuxedo one right here. Look, the tuxedo the, look. Exactly, the tuxedo slab. I just like the look of that slab a lot. Um, mm. And I trust SGC. They've been grading cards before Beckett even got into grading cards. Gotcha. Um, you know, so they're they're an OG in grading. It's not like they're new guys. Their slabs are, you know, revamped. They, they have the different flip on them. So I like the look of the Beckett and the SGC slabs a lot. I'll put PC cards in there. I like the subgrades on the Beckett a lot more. But if I have a card that might get like a six or a seven or a five, and I want it graded, I'll go SGC for that. Um, PSA stuff that I'm going to like resell. And then um, like I'll buy something in a CSG slab. Um, but I, I'm not at the point right now where I trust that slab enough to, to send a card in to get graded by them. Uh, but I have no problem buying one. Right. Um, the rest of the companies I'm not really interested in for, right. for slab. So. At this point. Good to know. Good to know. And that's, that, that's the take. That is the take. The, the, the thing that I that I did like about, um, or from what I hear uh, from CSG is that um, they do, like they, I guess because they're used to grading comic books to the 0. 0.6789, as opposed to the 0. 0.5s and the, and the 10s oh, okay. and whatever it may be, right? Um, like that they're, 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 they grade the hardest supposedly is what I, is what I, is what I hear. So, which is interesting. So like, again, I haven't tested and I haven't cracked a nine and a half slab and popped it into, you know, to one of the other grading companies to see what would happen. Right. Um, so that's one. And then I, I guess I heard another argument in regard to the difference between um, a PSA 10, uh, a Beckett nine five and SGC 10 and yep. Um, how those kind of align, but the SGC 9.5 is almost in a category of its own um, because it's like a, I don't know what it's called, like gem, gem plus or mint plus or something yeah. like that. It's not, but it's not considered, like it's not considered a, a gem mint card, if that makes sense in the 9.5, right? So um, that that was super interesting to me. I, I like I like CSG slabs. Uh, I, I the, the thing that I like about CSG slabs and Beckett slabs and almost, I'm not gonna say every other company, but a lot of the other companies, aside from PSA, like PSA slabs just feel very flimsy. It feels like if I drop it, it's gonna crack and break. Where the right. other ones, like they're thicker and they have a little bit more weight to it and stuff like that. Yep. So I feel like it's a little bit more protected. But I don't know. Obviously, everybody submits P like a majority of guys are submitting to PSA. Um, that's kind of just the rhyme or reason from an investment perspective and a money perspective. But again, everyone has a different opinion on it, so that's why I just wanted to ask and see what yours was. Being sure. that, being that you've yeah. been in the hobby for as long as you have, right? Um, I'm still, I'm still a BGS holdout for sure. <laughs> now, now, are you are do you still rip boxes now? So not as much as I used to, uh, okay. you know, so boxes for me are really hard to get my hands on and yeah. really hard to justify ripping some of those open at the prices that they go for now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might remember when I was first starting my channel, just to kind of couch the idea of how the times have changed in the last three years, really, I was getting like my first box rip was ninety eight ninety nine tops. So that was series one also. So you didn't have any of the rookies, but you still had a lot of the Jordan inserts. Those boxes were going for 50 bucks a piece, you know, easy. 
they were not yeah. going for much more than that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a fun rip at fifty bucks. But what they're going for now, close to two hundred bucks, it's not so fun no. anymore. No, <laughs> no, not 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 at all, not at all. No. I do I do get a lot of hype. Like I bought uh, I bought a couple packs of uh, um, I think it was ninety. Is it, which which product has the had has linchpins in it? So that would be ninety eight ninety nine metal. Yeah, metal. Yeah. So Actually, I bought some, some of those 90... packs right here. There you oh, go. At some point on the channel. At some point. Right. All right. So I I picked up I picked up like three because I was just like I gotta I gotta have I gotta have yep. one and I actually ended up getting them for like I think they only I paid like fifty dollars a pack which is I think it's a good sounds deal. Sounds about right. It sounds about right, right? But like yep. I see other boxes and boxes are astronomically priced. Like yep. some of these guys are asking a dumb amount. But um, going back into a couple of questions in in regards to you, um, been in the hobby a long time um doing what you do um you've ripped open a lot of stuff what 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 was the best card you've ripped open oh you're gonna throw some thorns in my side to start so <laughs> why did, did, um, you, did you end up selling these cards the ones that you oh yeah <laughs> we always do uh so i've got i've had a lot of really good luck with breaking which is probably why i go back to it a lot because i've i've ripped a lot and i've had good luck with it so there's a few really good hits that i've had so the the one that stands out in my mind the most is a modern basketball card so you know again going back in time thinking back to 2018 you could go into target or walmart and buy packs or whatever blasters at will like they were there they were plentiful people weren't hoarding them um you know so i went in in august of 2018 if i remember correctly and got a, a hanger pack of optic you know, so back when Josh had the Cardboard Chronicles channel, um, we were talking about one of our favorite products because it was a good value was Optic. So every summer I would get a little bit of Optic, whether it was a blast or some hangers, and rip it just to have some fun with the new product. So in there, I'm going through the cards. I pull an Anthony Davis base. I pull some other cool stuff. And then I see one, and it's got a pink border. So I'm like, okay, we've got some color. I keep pulling it, you know, kind of slow rolling it, keeping the suspense for myself. I did this off camera, of course, never catch these good things on camera. I see the rated rookie logo. I'm getting a little bit more excited. I pull it down a little bit more and it's Luca. So it's oh, the damn. retail pink rated rookie number 25 of Luca. So I'm stoked. I'm like, that's the best card that you can pull out of that entire product uh, for retail. So I'm stoked. I'm like, this is awesome. But, you know, this is just after his rookie season, rookie of the year, all that kind of stuff. And knowing the history of the hobby, right, we know that typically rookies in their second year don't fare very well. All the hype is going to the next rookie class. We know Zion's coming. We know all the stuff that's coming down the pike. So Luca, I'm expecting, is going to cool off. I said, unless he has an MVP caliber season and he makes the Mavericks an actual playoff contender, there's no way that Luca cards are going to go up. Well, first half of the season, he's an MVP candidate and he makes <laughs> and they're, the, and they're going to the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. So I moved that card. Uh, I think it was valued at about $300 at that point in time. Uh, you know, and not mad. It went to a very good home uh, collector that I've known for a long Chris time. Buy it? What's that? Did Chris buy it? No, you know, <laughs> and it's funny. So, so I offered it to Chris because I knew Christina loved Luca, loved the pink stuff. And I said, hey, Chris, I hit this. You know what I've got into it because I pulled it from a pack. I would love to get it to a Luca collector that's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I know you guys. And he's like, you know, we're just not in the market for that stuff right now. And they were really focusing on, on beefing up their Jordans. So, you know, we still give each other a hard time over, you know, me moving it and him not saying yes to that. Um, you know, but so since then it went on and got graded with PSA, it got a PSA 10, um, you know, so that card is thousands of dollars now. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but you... It's one of those that I, that I, I, uh, placate myself a little bit by saying, if I had that in my collection and I got it graded, it would be an albatross in my collection because it would just be there because of what it's worth. Right. Uh, and it wouldn't be something I'd, I would enjoy it because of the story of pulling it. But I right. would always be looking at it and saying, what penny cards could I turn this into? And right. I ended up getting penny cards out of it, you know, at the end of the day. So I can't be mad at that. Makes sense. Is it, it would you, would you say that kind of like, you know, uh, what, what makes it nice is like knowing that it went to somebody that actually liked Luca versus 
like like you're saying then just hanging on to it that it doesn't yeah. feel as bad getting rid of it or it doesn't feel as bad as much of a mistake moving it if that makes sense yeah i tell myself all kinds of stories to feel better about that yeah one. exactly <laughs> uh, i'm sure i'm sure we can come up with like five more and exactly <laughs> so would you say that's your biggest mistake you made in the hobby i would say so i mean the other one that i think about too is just like not buying more earlier uh you know which we we could always look back and say geez if i knew prices today would be what they were i would have bought all that stuff back you know hindsight's it was 2020 right. um but yeah other than that I, I think that moving that luca a little bit too early right. uh you know if i just held on it for two more months mm -hmm. it would have been a lot bigger card so <laughs> so where where are you from we never got that yeah, so uh, grew up, born and raised in New Hampshire, central New Hampshire, uh, the White Mountains. So a uh, little town called Plymouth, if uh, anybody knows Plymouth State College, which I'm sure there's two people out there that have heard of it. Um, that was basically what the town consisted of. So when the college kids went back home for the summer, we our town got a lot smaller. So <laughs> hmm. very small town in New Hampshire is where I'm from originally. Got you. Where are you at now? The home of the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, oh nice, man. Nice. There you go. There you go. So you, you, you were talking about pulling that Luca. What I'm, inter I'm interested in, what, what's your Holy Grail card? Well, so, uh, you know, I got one of them at National. Um, so uh, let's see. Do I have it here with me? I'm sure I do. I must have it. Yeah, here. You probably, you probably, you probably have that thing under your pillow when you go to bed. Or you, I know, it, right? do, I, do I have this here? Oh, oh my god! The jambalaya, gosh, man. Yeah, I, I, so that was that was one of those. So I went to national. Uh, I got a uh, Michael Irvin PMG red. I graded that with PSA, got a seven, and I had that with me, and I was joking around with my buddy Joe, who went to National with me. I said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I could trade this Michael Irvin and turn it into a Penny Jambalaya? And he said to me, yeah, okay, keep dreaming. Uh, yeah, maybe that would happen someday, somewhere. Uh, and I still have the Michael Irvin PMG, so I was able to get that uh, Penny through a lot of uh, – I mean, National was a crazy time. You guys were there. You guys saw what was going on. Yeah, yeah so it was nuts. A little bit of, of the short story of how I got that at National. I had a box with me of a lot of cards that weren't PC cards, you know, 90s inserts and Jordans, some this, some that. Um, and I brought them. And I would, if I was looking at a dealer's booth and they had something I would like, I'd say, hey, you want to look at the cards I have or you just want cash for this? Yeah. And if they said yes, I'd pull it out. So I found the Wisconsin Dells was my favorite booth because they have like all 90 stuff yeah. and uh i pulled my stuff out they said they wanted to take a look at it and they had a couple of smaller pennies nothing crazy but i liked them so they looked through my stuff and they said hey can we buy some of this stuff off you and i said absolutely anything you want you know we can work out a deal if the numbers are right i have no problem so we worked out a deal they bought a bunch of cards off of me so then i had some cash so then the next day uh, another collector had an incredible penny for me and I said man I gotta get that so we work out a deal that was basically the equivalent of me trading a bunch of that stuff in my bag for right that. For that. right right so then the next day after that I meet up with another penny collector he sees that card that I just got the day before he says I gotta have that and we traded straight up for the jambalaya so oh there you go there's a lot just, of there was a lot of this work your way this, through that yeah. and this Exactly. But like I think I think that's what makes it fun and that's what that's that's what the national brings to the table when you get to do that right like um, I didn't get to do a, enough of that to be brutally honest like I wanted to don't get me wrong um, but like I'm just I'm just getting started in my, my collecting journey here um, I've only been at it for about two years you know what I mean so it's just like from what I have and what like when you were walking up to the booth of what you had, and obviously I would think that your cards were a lot more expensive than majority of the people that were walking up with people's cards being like, here you go. You might be surprised. <laughs> did, did they give you 60, 70% to comp or were they buying them off of you for more, more you than know, that? Because they knew I, it was going to go. I would have to go back and look at the numbers really. Because I, I, the way that I look at it, like I went in there, so this is kind of my strategy. I go in there, if I have cards that I'm willing to trade or sell, I put price stickers on them as far as like what I'm asking for them, at least mm. the starting point. And right. then from there we would talk. So, um, you know, that's good to know, man. Well, yeah, because yeah, some, some, most guys don't, 
right? And so yeah. then the guys will yeah. go. And if you're if you're a person buying, no matter what, you're always going to take advantage of the option to lowball, right? Right. Um, like like to always like whatever the number may be. Coming from like the I guy still, from from a, the guy himself. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, I'm, hey man, like <laughs> I try. I, I, I'm trying to get a deal. You know what I for mean? Sure, like, that, like, sure. If you can get a hundred dollar card for fifty dollars, why not try? Why right? not? Right? Like like hey man, like like put yourself in my. You don't know my situation. What if I'm having a tough time? I just really like collecting cards. You know what I mean? So it's just. <laughs> it's always, yeah, it's always and I mean for. For me, also, if I'm going to a show, one of my pet peeves is a dealer who has no stickers on anything. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not one of those that you have to sticker everything, but at least give me some idea of where you're at. Because if I see a car that's relatively liquid, this is something that, that I, I've heard Jeremy Lee talk about, and I 100% prescribe to this. If I see some liquid cards that are sitting at the booth, let's say you get a PSA 9 Tops LeBron rookie, right? That's a very common card. We know what that's worth. If you're sitting there with $2,000 as an asking price on that, I know you're probably going to be pretty high on everything else in your, in your booth. Yes. You walk but away. if you're exactly, I might not be sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting my turn three deep to ask you what your price is on some other card I'm interested in. Correct. Now, if I see that same card and you're asking 700 for it, I'm going to say, okay, this guy is probably looking to move a lot of this stuff. He's below comps or at comps. Uh, you know, depending on when you're watching this, that, that card, who knows what that would be priced at now. Exactly. Um, but that's how I can gauge with a dealer. If they don't have everything, but they have some of those liquid cards, uh, it, it lets you know if you're wasting your time or not. And if it's a card you really want, like a lot of us, you know, that 24 karat gold, if it's a card I really want, there's no way of looking at comps. I'm going to pay what I need to pay to get that type of thing if I have yeah. that money available. And that's fine too. So you can go with both but if it's a liquid card so a lot of the cards that i'm bringing around with me are relatively liquid i'm not bringing stuff that's numbered to five right um right. you know so i'm gonna throw a price on there at least it's somewhere we can start and then we can negotiate from there right 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 makes sense that makes sense smart that's a good that's a good uh good for our viewers to to hear well yeah because again like like i out here like we're just starting to get card shows like it's just happening i'm talking like we're, we're getting maybe like one every quarter. And like, this is the first month that I think there's about like for the month of you know, October, I think there's like three lined up like in consecutive ish order, but there's, nice. there, 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 there may be like 20, 30 tables max at these shows. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So they're not massive at all yet. And primarily hockey. Right. So um, like, it's just, uh, for for even people that are trying to get started up in a city where maybe they're not even doing doing it, like it's just good so that vendors know what's going on and how and how to preserve sure. themselves, right? So it's good that way. Is there is there a story behind the uh, why you collect Penny Hardaway? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so growing up, like we were talking about the '90s, you know, everybody thinks about '90s basketball. They think about Jordan. Um, so my brother and I were pretty close in age. Uh, you know, we we're talking a little bit before we got on camera, you know, so we grew up, he's a Jordan fan. So he's also a UNC fan. I was a Duke fan because of Wojo and coach K, you know, so that rivalry started early. So he's rooting for the bulls. He's rooting for Jordan. I can't root for the same guy as my brother. So I'm watching right. the game with him and I see this other guy on the court. Now think back to the nineties for everybody who might be watching this, that was born in like 2003, we didn't have HDTV. We had these big tubes, standard def. You were lucky if you could make out the number on the back of the guy's jersey. Right. So you weren't making out facial features. Like it was very right. difficult to see who was who, especially you were, when you, playing. you were changing channels with your dials. You, could, you, couldn't, yeah. see the sweat. <laughs> you couldn't see the sweat drip off their, their faces. It, it, in. Like, I don't know how people watched hockey on, on those standard def TVs. It, it must've been impossible. <laughs> I remember and actually to talk about hockey, I remember when they had the color changing puck that you could try to follow better on the screen. And we thought that was the coolest thing. It didn't last for very long, but um, <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, uh, so my brother liked Jordan and I'm watching the Bulls play and I see this other guy on the Bulls that looks like he's playing pretty well. His name's Scotty Pippen. We, uh, we've all heard of him. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I like him. 
because he's not the guy, but I don't want to root for the same team as my brother. So then I'm watching the next week, another game, and there's a team that's wearing blue instead of red. I'm like, okay, I like blue. That's my favorite color. Cool. And I see this other guy that looks similar to this guy I saw playing for the Bulls last week. I'm like, oh, maybe he got traded. So I'm watching him play. He's playing really well. And I'm like, okay, that's my guy. The guy in the blue team, he wears number one, are awesome. And then the next week, I see the Bulls are playing against the Magic, and I see my guy in blue playing against who I thought was the same guy in red. You know, obviously, they were, they were wearing, I think, probably the Bulls were home and, and the Magic were away. But anyway, so Scotty Pippen it was, was Scotty Pippen and Penny Hardaway was Penny Hardaway. I thought they were the same guy. So I'm asking my dad, I'm like, who is this guy? I thought he was the same person. So he's explained to me. I said, okay, Penny's my guy. He's going against Jordan head to head. Everybody's talking, well, he's the next Jordan. So, right. uh, you know, part of it was to root against my brother. Fair enough. Okay. So some, fam- some family feud. There, just some fast. That's how my that's little, how little, 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 little competition, a little Absolutely. competition with with Absolutely. the fam. Well, and, and the other the other thing is, I came from the sneaker world, and um, you do have people that collect penny shoes. Oh yeah, I I I, I, oh, yeah. I was one as well, um, and it was just because like there was just like a nostalgia behind it. The amount of little time, penny, uh, no, like well, little penny, like <laughs> he was when he came into the league. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he was promoted very hard. I mean. This guy, yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan, oh, oh yeah, but but you know what I mean? He was promoted hard, and then obviously, it was a, a dynamic duo. It was a what the heck? It was a it was a shack, you know, it was a it was a shack penny show, you know, for for a little bit, right? So, like, yeah, you just you got a lot of love in, in, in the 90s, you know what I mean? So, I, I get it, I get it. Oh, yeah. For sure. I still have a lot of those penny shoes. I have Jordan shoes too. Jordan shoes are great. So don't get me wrong. I, I, uh, I, I grew up a sneakerhead as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're I, think, I, th- I, I think you were, uh, I think I remember you were in Concords that, that day. I Was didn't bring the con I didn't bring the Concords to national. Cause I, I knew if somebody stepped on those, I'd be fighting. So, um, <laughs> left those ones at home, the Concords, the B reds, the foams, those all stayed home. I almost uh, brought the foams to national almost, no, but I, 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 I wore space jams at national. So, uh, I no, remember. I, uh, I saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now, 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 you know, uh, Penny being that's the reason why I collect them. Um, you have obviously your Holy Grail, one of your Grail cards with you. Is there other? Is there another Penny card out there, or any other any card, any card of choice Grail card? Like what card is that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to have grail cards until the day I die. It's still out there. So uh, other than the Jambalaya, one of the ones that's the kind of top on my wish list is the 97-98 Upper Deck game jersey, the blue, the away one. Um, That's the first game jersey, the first NBA game jersey, I should say, because Press Pass had the first jersey cards before that. Uh, But the first NBA game jersey cards, and it happens to be the blue jersey, which was my favorite jersey uh, from the Magic from the 90s. So uh, the other nice thing is because the pinstripes were close enough together, just about every single patch is going to have two colors in it at least. So that's really cool. Now, you're a 90s inserts guy. Give us your top three 90s insert cards. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, so I'll go with design based purely. Uh, Jambalaya is going to be up there for sure. Um, the other one that I'm going to go with, this might surprise some people. I'm going to go with 97 SPX Hollow View Heroes. Um, okay. I, I, okay. I have one yeah. off camera. But so, and I'll give a little bit of the case why that one yeah. specifically. SPX is my favorite set design of the 90s, bar none. I just did a video like yesterday on it. Um, And everything in that set is on the horizontal plane, the base cards. So the best insert card in that set is the promotion. And there are some autograph versions of the Penny and the Jordan. Uh, That's the most rare. That's also on the horizontal. The Hall of You Heroes is the only one on the vertical. It still has the same die cut pattern. It still uses all the holograms. It jams four pictures onto that small die cut card uh, in a very nice, tasteful, classy way, in my opinion. Uh, You know, so you've got a lot of action shots. You've got a lot going on. Uh, It's very 90s, but it's also on the vertical as opposed to the horizontal. So I just think that's aesthetically very pleasing for for a guy like me. I I like the vertical cards more than the horizontal, personally. 
Okay. So that's two. Uh, a third one, I'm gonna have to go. There's, uh, there's two that I'm there's debating. So many. Like, yeah. There's so many. There is. So another one that I absolutely love is '96, '97 EX2000 net assets. Ah, um, oh yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, yep. super laser cut with the net, all the holes cut out of there. Uh, and actually, one of our buddies pulled the Jordan when we were growing up. My brother, it was a dream card of his, and he, we had a, a friend whose dad had like a printing company. He would make posters and stuff, or you know, promotional materials for businesses. And he offered to blow that card up and make a giant vinyl poster of it that my buddy hung in his room to taunt my brother uh all growing up so a lot of fun memories with the net asset cards nice man nice so now so now being that you're a 90s collector and you like inserts um now i'm going to take you to the modern yeah and now what what what's your top three of inserts because i'm I'm, I'm sure your your insert habit of collecting is still relevant in the newer stuff i would assume Um, absolutely correct correct yeah cool And so what, what would be your top three inserts in the, for the modern cards now? Yeah. So um, the first one I think of for basketball that I really love is the net marbles. Yeah. I think those are really cool. The kind of the comic book feel. Yeah. Um, truth be told, I, I don't want to say that because I want to get a Steph Curry. <laughs> so the only <laughs> ones I, the only ones I have right now, or the only ones I could get so far are Bradley Beal and a Draymond Green. So Got people you. who know my collecting, you know, the way I like, if I like a set, I want to go and get one. I'd like to get the star player that I want on my, you know, it doesn't have to be the star player, but the, the guy I like the most. And if I can't, then I'll go for the next one that I can get. So uh, still waiting on that Steph Curry. So, you know, people let those prices drop a little bit more for me. Yeah. Um, the other one with the same kind of theme to it is the um, it's football. So it's the heroes from prestige. And actually I've got the, uh, they just started doing those last year and yeah. I just got in the, so I'm a Packers fan for football. So I got in the platinum of Aaron Rodgers. This was for due to 25. So also kind of going along with the comic book theme, there's, only two years of those and they're going with different um different color parallels and some of them i like more than others um but i don't like that they keep making a lot more colors i'd rather fewer but (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then i'm torn between a couple of other ones and one of them i don't want to say because everybody says it but i just i can't being a 90s guy i can't go without saying it It, it's kaboom (laughs) i'm like i'm like yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah right exactly here's yeah. the thing right so there is a penny kaboom it, and i don't want to pump it up so i'm not going to say too much about it but the thing is it's okay I we don't have that many subscribers yet so we're good don't worry <laughs> don't worry this one will go viral <laughs> so the reason why i don't want to pump it up is is because i don't have one yet i want to get one and i was trying to get one back when they were selling for right around a hundred bucks or so. And I was trying yeah. to work out some trades with some collectors, but the problem is because a lot of penny collectors like 90 stuff, that is the one insert from Panini that really harkens very much back to the nineties. Yeah. So a lot of the penny guys that have it don't want to give it up. Right. Even though I was offering fair market value, they're like, I'm not moving this. This is PC, which I totally get. Yeah. And then, people only started offering them up when all of a sudden the prices started going to 300, 400, $500. Now. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, there were three of them that I saw at national. All three were graded various grades. One was an SGC 10. One was a PSA eight. And the other one was a PSA nine. And the asking prices are just way too high. I mean, I like it, but it's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I went through national and I saw three of them, three. whereas there were other cards like the, uh, the precious metal from 96, I saw one and the dealer really didn't want to give it up. And it's, it's not a thousand dollar card. So, mm. um, you know, I like them. I don't like the price on them right now. They're too high gotcha. for me. Well, makes sense. I was, I was, I was going to bring up something. I forgot what I was going to bring up, but I was actually going to like, just talk about it. And I don't know why I just, I just lost it. Um, I was like thinking about it. And then you said Kaboom and I was like, okay, I guess I can't talk about it anymore. Um, you're going to talk about was, Ray, Ray Allen? No, no, I was going to talk about, I was just going to talk about Kaboom because I was just like thinking in my head, I was just like, 
it's got to be it's it's got to be up there in the thought process of newer inserts right but at the same time like again you don't want to pump it but like hey man to talk about kaboom on a podcast is good for your algorithm any day right now so oh, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take it as is but what, what's what's really neat is that um i've now kind of took that mental and that's what i look for in 90s inserts right and i'm going and and like for me even right now um, like I'm looking at the, the three lists that you put and I have a couple Kaboom cards. Um, I just, I'm getting a PSA order back right away and I have two heroes cards in it. Um, I'm nice. getting back, um, babe, can you check your phone? Um, and then, and then you're going net Marvels. And now, again, that was another set that like, we, we, like last year, me and Williams, we were, we were going, I was going in. Oh, we're going above. <laughs> I was like looking, I was looking for all of them. Like I, I'm, I'm mad now. I sold my, now, now I'm looking back at it. I think I had a, I had a LeBron that I had sold. Nice. Um, and I had a Giannis that I sold. Okay. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have sold those um and i'm like you i want a steph curry like steph curry is the guy that i collect right now hard um and my old guy that i collect i collect Ray Allen. and so that, that that this this was the only card that i picked up at the national that was like okay cool this is my pc card i'm not going to sell it whatever it may be and it yep. was and it was this one. Oh yeah the right? new edition for sure the new edition and it was a 10 like it's hard to come by well, it's a die and cut. that's the thing those things do not grade well those are all chipped up it's just yeah. yeah, so a ten on that is extraordinarily rare. Well, and and I looked up, and even looking at any PSA really 10, any die cuts really. Well, I Absolutely. looked up. I looked up a PSA ten, and there's a PSA ten, and it's the only one available, and it's at like fifty four hundred. The guy's asking like fifty four hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, but like here's 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 two for you, just like oh those yeah, are, those are those are my like this is my only one, uh, my only net marvel I have left, and it's the only one I'm keeping just because it's a ten. But like again, not not oh actually sorry, and and, and a job. But like okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. So so that so so that being said, that's that's the one. And then like the the other insert that I'm set collecting right now is um a my house hollow set. Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah. And so like I'm starting. But the thing is, is again, you you said it, you nailed it on the head with all the other ones. It's like there's so many variants. Like there's yeah. a pink, there's a green, there's a gold, there's a yellow. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. You know to go try to try to go in on those and like it's not it doesn't it doesn't get cheaper especially with the way that i want to do it where i'm trying to only get tens it's just like man it's uh it, it definitely gets that gets for sure. well and so like the clearly dawn rust which i love because i love acetates uh they have a my house in there too which which gets a little bit of the comic book feel which i like but i'm like i haven't gotten to the point where i want to go and get one yet i'm right. getting but makes sense makes sense so um now now you know obviously you've been in the hobby again i'm going to go back to it just because i love the fact that we're, the guys a lot of the guys that we've had on the show have been collecting for 10 plus years right yep. and because uh, again this is even for us like i haven't been in it that long so even for me to spend time to talk to you um to hear about your journey and, and every and your story um it, it's cool to hear because everybody has something a little bit different to bring to the table now um for for a new collector coming in um now that you've been at it for for in the hobby um is there you know a specific piece of advice or you know things that you would say to let them know as they're kind of getting started like what would be that piece you would drop for them yeah uh build a time machine go back and buy things cheap <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. um no but something a little bit more practical than, than <laughs> i was like i was like i was gonna be like can you elaborate what you mean by building yeah. a machine? <laughs> so the flux capacitor you, know, you need the delorean um, <laughs> and then and then go buy yourself a pair of mags when they first came out because now they're 10 grand <laughs> right well exactly exactly I, you know there's a lot of things i'd go and buy some stock and certain companies exactly. but uh no the the number one piece of advice i would give somebody who's new or newer to the hobby is is a one word piece of advice that i think is is true for life also is it's patience because the collection that i have has been amassed over decades and if you told me at any point prior to now that I would, even if you told me three months ago that I would have this card in my collection, I would have laughed at you. Um, and 
it's not because I didn't want it or I've wanted it less or more at different times. I've always wanted it. I've always loved it. I've never even had a shot at sniffing it. Um, but sometimes things just come to you over time. So if you're patient, you know, if there's a card you really want, just like the kaboom, right? The reason why I'm not going out and spending that price that it's going for right now, I like it, I want it, but it's because I know that I'll have another chance at it at some point in time. If I don't like this price, something will come to me in my collection. I'll be able to make a move for the, the things happen in the hobby that you'll be able to absolutely over time absolutely man do you do you think that like um like so then obviously people are going and and they're let's just say for instance um you bet you've been patient and you've accumulated these cards now right um do you think that like do you think at this point you'll ever stop i don't think so um so the one thing it's funny after national I started having this thought that I've never thought I would think in my life. That's a lot of thinking. Um, <laughs> it's late Friday night, so my brain's not working that well. Okay. Um, but like Penny is a player that I love. I have a lot of memories tied to him. I love the aesthetics of the 90s cards. I love the aesthetics of the magic jersey. But when my daughter and my son are my age, are they going to have a clue who he is? Um so I, it's one of those things that I can see at some point in my future in the hobby, switching lanes a little bit, never being like, I'm going to get out of Penny, but yeah. just, I might start looking at something that I want to leave behind for my kids that they're going to appreciate and not be like, geez, dad, thanks. What am I going to yeah. do with all these things? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I'm going to start collecting Jordan or I'm going to take all of those and I'm going to go and try to get, you know, the Hannes Wagner and, and have it be a, you know, a piece that they're going to, I yeah, don't know yeah. what that looks like, but it's just something that I know over the next 30 or 40 or 50 years, some of that stuff might change for me, but I don't see myself ever, ever stopping. I mean, since 1995, I've had different focuses in collecting, but I've never stopped getting cards. Right. So I can't imagine stopping anytime <laughs> so 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 you're never going to stop and you keep doing it you've been doing it for a long time what is that what is that driver for you that keeps you going yeah so for me and and, and that's a great question because there are times you know making content getting cards seeing stuff in the hobby there are times that i just get to the point and i'm just like man Oh, like something just gives me a bad taste in my mouth. Sometimes I'll just see a post, I'll see somebody do something. I'm just like, oh, this, you know, it, it just doesn't sit well with me. Right. And I'll be like, why am I doing this? And the thing that keeps pulling me back is really the people of the hobby in the community. Um, there's for every one, you know, scammer, fraudulent thing, whatever. We're not going to, we don't, I mean, we can name names if you want to, but we don't need to necessarily go into that. Um, there's a million great guys doing great stuff some of them doing it silently you don't even know about but mm -hmm. there are so many good people and the other thing too is just like the memories the stories that these cards tell and they hold for me mm -hmm. uh and the connection that i have to my brothers and my dad and now that i'm sharing some stuff doing things on video with my daughter and you know when my son gets you know it's the memories it's that interpersonal connection that uh you know it just always drives me back sick sick um now if uh else? yeah if money wasn't an issue and you could get any card in the world what would you get and why you mean so if i was nat for a day yeah if you were nat <laughs> for the day yeah um any one well so this is assuming that every single card is available right. um yep boy what would that one card i mean i guess it would have to be that penny jersey card just because it's something yeah. i've always wanted i mean there's there's a piece of me that would be tempted to be like oh i'm gonna go and get the pmg green because it's at this point probably the most valuable penny card that there is um you know but i don't love that card aesthetically so i, I think it'd probably be the jersey nice oh I, I, again something that's really like current and on topic right now just because we're talking about 90s interest and things like that um uh and, and one one of the questions i just want to go to the way but um with hockey this year releasing fleer metal 
in Skybox. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on that? coming back out like do you think it's gonna like people are talking about like i don't know if you knew about that it looks like you did yep. Yep. um um people are talking about hey people are gonna go into hockey just for the set and all this stuff um people are investing and in, trying to buy a boxes and and whatnot for it like what's your take on that box yeah so when i heard the news about there's gonna be a clear metal retro set i got very excited uh and i was bummed that i wasn't there i I can't remember what I was doing. And, you know, you get pulled in a million directions at Nashville. So I was bummed I wasn't there when Jean, because I was talking to Jean about it the day before. And she was like, there's news coming. And I said, don't spill it. I want it to be like Christmas morning. I want to be excited just like that. Um, but I wanted one of those t-shirts, man. <laughs> so, um, really excited. Uh, I'm not going to be buying the hockey, but I'm definitely going to be looking at what people pull. I'm probably going to look up some breaks online and I've never watched a hockey break hockey break in my life. Um, and my, my hockey knowledge stops probably with Patrick Waugh. <laughs> so, That's, fair. That's fair. I probably okay. know like three names. That oh, I, I, I'm with you. When I, I heard I, that, when I heard that ahead, Chara doesn't play for the Bruins anymore, I was like, wait, what do you mean? Is that even a possibility? So <laughs> I'm not up to speed with, with the hockey players by any means. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what that stuff looks like. And to know that Gene and Earl are back in uh, the influence of that design really excites me. And then to see what the retro set might look like, you know, because obviously I'll draw comparisons between the two and I'll say, okay, if this is what the hockey one looks like, you know, maybe I can start gauging some of my expectations a little bit more for that retro set. Even though we've seen some of the mocks, um, you know, once you see it, when it's got all the final, you know, materials and stuff on it, it, it looks different than the mocks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, uh, I guess we can just hop right in, Drew. And uh, I, I don't really have much, but um, I know you might have some. Uh, Jake, I know you might have some. Uh, we can hop right into pickups of the week if you guys uh, have, a, have a couple things that you guys picked up, unless you have any other questions, Drew. No, pickups of the week is great. Uh, so on the show, we we try to do pickups of the week. We just say, uh, show us show us some things that we picked up. And also any things that you might have that, that, that might be, you consider diamonds in the rough. Um, okay. That you got for cheap that you think that's going to be, that's going to do well over time. So I, I collect memorabilia. I'll just start us off. I collect memorabilia, uh, as you can see behind me. Um, and you, you can also see behind me, I'm a, I'm a Bears fa fan, okay? But I, uh, but uh, <laughs> I am you. trying to collect all 32 NFL helmets, full-size helmets, autographed. Wow. autographed. I, have I have 19 now. My 19th one is, is your favorite team. So this is the Great one help. I picked up, one I picked up this week. It's a fate, the... It's yep. got the, the shield on it, the Green Bay Shield, and it's it's uh, Devontae Adams. Okay. Full size. Uh, so I got to ask, do you – so I see that that's obviously like when they're alternate with the matte green. So I want to I hear a little bit about what – do you just want to get any – when I think about – when I think about helmets, I think about the one that they wear. The regular like, wear, yep. Yeah, exactly. So what's your mentality around, you know, do, do you – does it matter if you get the one that they wear most or – you know, it, I, I it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I prefer. I like the amp series, the amp helmets, okay. um, yep. which is the the, the matte kind of look, um, or the chrome. But I could. I prefer anyone. Doesn't really matter to me. Uh, so I got. I mean, I got tons of different ones sitting around here. So and what do you I, what do you focus on for who you get to have be the autograph athlete on there? Um probably mostly the, the the their star player okay. um, i played receiver so i go after a lot of receivers uh obviously i have a tyreek hill i got uh alan robinson um Devonte adams i go i go more that route i'm not gonna pick up a aaron Rodgers. i'm sorry it's all right yeah. i see because i always think about like the all-time greats of a team so like if and again, I'm a Packers fan, so forgive me, but I would be thinking like Brett Favre, really Reggie White. Or, well, if if you can find one, if you can I find mean, one, you can, it's, it's a lot rare. Of 
yeah yeah but the main thing that i do die that i do collect is i i have a rare piece that i take with me to uh every hall of fame right, induction right. ceremony i have a hall of fame the actual hall of fame jacket oh wow and, and i have it signed by uh i think i have up to 38 hall of famers on there now so I have 38 Hall of Famers on there. And I, my favorite player of all time is Randy Moss. And I just got him less than a month ago. And uh, I saved a spot on the actual, the the side that says is, he signed it, Randy Moss. And I had him sign it on the other side, straight cash, homie. So <laughs> it's it's sick, man. So it's so, something that I like to keep around. I'm, yeah. I'm obviously going to pass that down to my son. Um, sure. But that's, I, I, I love the memorabilia. Um, but he was lugging at the whole show. He was had he had it at that, like he was like he would be like, "Yo, hook this on my back for me." And then yeah, like, I had it at the show, <laughs> and then Mojo and a lot of people came up to me like, "Hey, let me see that. Let me see that." That's crazy. So, yeah. yeah, if you watch any of the Mojo videos, he he uh, he has it in one of the videos. So it's okay, cool. but my yeah, pickup the Mojo video I I've watched is uh, when he's at the SG, SGC booth. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So my pickups of the week, um, I got a little bit of everything. Uh, my biggest pickup of the week is is the Prism Auto of Jason Tatum. Um, finally got, finally got a Tatum Auto. Um, my daughter's named after Jason Tatum. Um, huge Duke fan. Uh, I think, I think highly of of Jason Tatum. I think he's going to be a, a star in the league for for years to come. Um, and then I dabbled into some i'm dabbling into a little bit of soccer so i got erling halad uh picked up one of those and then uh lou got me on the fix of of some f1 racing okay so i picked up a uh lando norris uh rookie and i picked uh purple and then i also picked up a uh leclerc uh hollow yeah, I, I i did the opposite and didn't do a pickup because of lou i joined a f1 break because of lou so those, those are the things I picked up this week. Um, what you guys got? Um, I, I didn't really pick up too much. I, I just, uh, I picked up some mellow. Uh, I didn't have one. I just wanted a mellow just because I really think that he he's undervalued personally. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate right now. Actually, it's funny that you brought jambalayas. There's a guy that has a raw uh, Carmelo jambalaya that I want to try to pick up. Um, I just think it's, even if it's a not in the greatest shape, I'd, I'd rather just pick it up and just have it in the PC. Um, and I really like this guy and I, I picked this up and it's uh, a purple ice uh, Cam Johnson. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's numbered out of 159, but it's a 10 jersey match purple. Yeah, yeah, you know purple I mean? works. Purple works. So um, I just, uh, that that's kind of the route that, I, that I've gone now a lot. It's either... If it's not a jersey match, I'm trying to number match, but you know, easier said than done for for most players, right? So, uh, but yeah, those, that 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 was really it. That was one of the people said. You're going people. down a little bit of the Spinatron route there with those, yeah. you know, very very important types of cards for those players. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I I hear his name so much. I've never talked to him. I never reached out to him. Like I, I feel like it's some he's somebody I probably should probably like what, what drew probably someone we should reach out to and try to see if we can catch uh spinatron on the show because i think uh I've, I've heard almost every single one of you guys bring them up at least at one point in time um since since i've, I've listened and tuned into some of the content so uh yeah so so spino is a very interesting guy and he's almost like a mythical uh entity in the hobby so when I first started my channel and I was like, okay, I think I want to do some interviews and stuff like that. He was one of the first people I reached out to. And uh, he's a very nice guy. So the first time I ever reached out to him, um, and this is when I was really learning people in the hobby on Instagram and stuff like that. And I, one of the sets that I've always loved is the build your own card set from 99, 2000 hoops. And I had a, a Kobe that I had redeemed back when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, well, I want to get this to a Kobe collector. I think this is a really cool set. And it's, you know, very rare and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking around for who's the biggest Kobe collector that I know of on Instagram. So the two that obviously jump out to me are Kiki, Croatian twins. And I talked to him and uh, he was like, you know, that doesn't fit my PC, but talk to Spino. That might fit him. 
Uh, so I talked to Spino and he's not interested. I'm like, great, you know, what am I going to do? But then I started to, you know, get to know him a little bit better and, and what he collects now. I was like, oh, you're very, very particular with exactly what you like, uh, which is just, it's, it's very unique and it's very, it just fits him. Um, but he told me when I asked him to come on my channel, he goes, I'm not ready to tell my story yet. And I was like, okay, he's a very calculated guy. Yeah, eccentric, um, if, that, if, if you may. Yeah, you know, it, but he's also like very unassuming. Like when you, you expect him to be like this really, um, I don't, I don't know, like a, like a Jim Cramer almost, like a very just like kind of like off the. He's very calm and very specific. Um, it, it just it, when you meet him, I mean, I've only met him on on a, a video call, but. Uh, it all it all fits together. It all makes sense. But uh, incredible, incredible collection. I mean, he's been doing it for forever. So, um, anyway, to pump uh, Spino, the diamond of the rough, I guess. <sighs> um, so, all right, I so this is like the first week in a very long time I've picked up nothing, um, but I do have some recent picks. So I'll, I'll show you some of the stuff that I've picked up the most recently. Um, so the first one I showed this earlier, but a couple of packs of. 9899 metal so i'll be opening these on the channel at some point so uh you know just two packs there because they they're they're tough to come by but um maybe maybe i'll get that penny pmg out of there those are the gold ones though numbered 50 so go. a little bit different um and and i'll uh i'll work up to the bigger one so another one for a modern card something a little bit different uh so 2011 absolute memorabilia this is a prime patch of chris paul so a three color patch there with the Hornets and this one's numbered to 10 and it's number nine out of 10, you know, so again, talking about Spino, uh, that's something that he might uh, appreciate a little bit, the nine, 10. Um, so something kind of fun, something a little bit different. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I just see something. I'm like, that's cool. I'll, I'll grab it. Uh, and so the biggest one, or, you know, for me, my PC that I just got was the 97, 98 golden touch penny. Oh. Uh, and this is one that's that has solid, haunted man. Yeah, it, it, this is one that I was trying to pick up like three years ago. And at that point, they were going for like a buck 20 or so. And I was really focusing on cards that were like the $100 and below price point. That was just kind of like my sweet spot of what I like because there's so much for me to get. And I would keep passing up. And I was like, you know what? It's going to go. I saw one sell for $97 and I uh, had this fantasy in my mind that I was going to come back around. Uh, <laughs> And it hasn't, uh, and and you know they they aren't even close to that price anymore. So eventually, I was like, you know what, I've got to work out a deal. Somebody's got one that's not a penny collector. I've got to work out a deal with him. So I did, uh, and I'm very happy. And hearing Gene talk about like the the story behind the design and like the gold cardstock that they used, and because I never really liked how almost penny looked a little bit greenish. It, it kind of mm -hmm. reminded me of the green tops chrome. But then when I found out the story about why. Is because of the, the gold card stock and they couldn't get the player dies exactly right. I like hearing those stories. So now that there's a story to go behind why it looks the way it does. Um, and it's also cool because for whatever reason, 96, 97, they didn't have Penny in that golden touch set, but they had Terrell Brandon in there. So one of those in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> no shade on Terrell Brandon. I like watching him, but he's not. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Everybody go buy Eddie Jones card and then see how you feel. <laughs> I love Eddie Jones was a bad I had, dude I had, man. I had two people in the last week that were like I'm gonna go look for Eddie Jones cards so and that it's not it's not far so, so Nick Van Axel Jones, when I was doing the the cards and kicks uh uh articles with, with uh Eric Norton from back it we you know were very specific with the cards and the shoes that we picked so Eddie Jones had to be on that list because that Team Jordan one that he wore. And the card that we chose for that was the 9899 Tops autographs, the certified autographs. And part of the reason why is because he was wearing, for those who, going back to the 90s heads, for those who watched Eddie Jones play, when he first played with the Lakers, he wore 25. And then he switched to number six. And when him and Kobe were both on the team, before Kobe had the mini fro, Kobe was wearing number eight. Eddie Jones had number six. They look extremely similar. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that card quickly, that that autograph card from 98, you almost think it's Kobe. And then you look at the shoes and then you see the autograph and all those things kind of, okay, it's not Kobe. Not Kobe. But um, 
yeah, it looks a lot like them. There you go. Well, um, you know, I I just like to say thank you. Um, I think I, I, I like to say I, I we appreciate you uh, spending time with us here on a Friday night. Um, I know it's obviously a little bit later for you over there on the east side. Um, but, you know, we appreciate the time, appreciate the knowledge, uh, appreciate you coming on. And uh, we love what you do. And we just uh, want to be able to spread your story, my man. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime you have any questions, concerns, anything you want to do, any ideas, by all means, feel free to reach out to us anytime. We're more Absolutely. than open. Yeah, give us, can you give us a plug on your channel? Yeah, let them let, let, let them know where you where they can find you and uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so 90s b-ball cards. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, obviously YouTube. Uh, but the little nuance with that is uh, on Facebook, for whatever reason, when I was, I was probably too late at night, I didn't put the S. So it's 90 b-ball cards on Facebook. So you can find me on all those mediums. I'm on Instagram and YouTube the most though. Awesome. And TikTok a little bit too. I was joking about that. Nice, man. Nice. (laughs) We need to get get on that. We need to get on that train too. Um, But awesome, guys. Again, this is episode number 41. Um, Thank you again to everybody who's listening. Um, If you guys have any questions, concerns, feel free to reach us um, at Andrew or at Williams at can'tstopcards.com. Make sure to check out the Instagram for any updates at can'tstopcards, A-I-N-C. Our our YouTube channel uh, where these videos usually go up. uh, We just uh, not that long ago posted up our video of the national finally after a month or so or a couple months here now but it's finally up so at least it's up so uh, feel free to go check that out as well um so make sure you like subscribe uh wherever you get your content from make sure to keep us uh in, in mind and make sure to come check us out so for myself williams um oh, myself williams myself castro williams uh, and jake thank you again for everybody listening um we can't stop and we won't stop <laughs>